This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Nathan Latka here. This is episode 583. And coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear a YC founder, Y Combinator founder, the founder of Flight Fox, say the following Nathan, we talk about when to quit all the time. Well, that's strange because they did 700 grand in revenue last year. So, what is Lauren Sullivan, CEO of Flight Fox, talking about? Tune in tomorrow to find out. Good morning, folks. Nathan Latke here. Our guest today is Asim Bajan. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Sosito. Now, before that, he had built his own marketing agency, full-service marketing agency called Uptown Treehouse. They help brands meet their goals by leveraging social media and digital channels to reach current and potential customers. He's now upping that with his new company, Sosito. We're going to jump into it today. Asim, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, okay, tell us what Sosito does and what's your business model? How do you make money? Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the thing that we noticed in the agency is that there is so much data out there on prospects for B2B marketers uh, and truly around activities, right? What's the behavioral data that, that prospects, target audiences are taking out there on the social web? Our goal is to bring that in and actually make use of that in B2B marketing uh, to acquire more customers. And so there's really kind of two ways that we do that. One is lead generation. It's, you know, hey, who out there in the world is, is talking about your topic, doing research, going to the events that you as a B2B marketer would be sponsoring. And we give you a way to actually pull those people into your marketing automation to reach out to them, to nurture them. But then we also do that on your existing database. If you're a B2B marketer and you've got 100,000 people in your CRM, in your marketing automation, it's probably a good chance that a good portion of them are maybe not engaged anymore, they're not active. Well, we provide the behavioral data on top of those contacts so you can reactivate them. You can get them in the right campaigns, get the right messaging to them, and get them to your sales team at the right time. And we basically make money off of a software license. So, you know, we uh, we charge based on data consumption on volumes and uh, our clients basically sign up for, you know, six month to year long licenses to really power their demand generation. And what is the let's just talk about in terms of averages so we don't have to get into individual customers on average. What is the company paying you per year? Average is around $12,000 to $15,000 a year. Okay, so call it like a $1,000 ish monthly ARPU, something like that. That's correct. And then take us back. When when did you start this thing? So we started back in 2013. It was a bit of an evolution from the agency. So we actually started this as kind of an R&D research project in the agency. You know, because essentially what we noticed is that when it came to social media marketing, everything was really set up for B2C marketers, right? It was all set up around 
brand awareness and broadcast. I'm going to build a really big audience on Twitter or Facebook and then push my messages out. And it looks a lot like traditional marketing, right? What you would do with a TV ad or a billboard, uh, which is great for B2C marketers who are trying to build a brand, drive community engagement, uh, and, and really do that with a large audience. For B2B marketers, where you're very focused, you're talking about a long sales cycle, you're looking to nurture specific people, uh, you know, social media marketing in the traditional sense wasn't really set up for them. And so we kind of wondered why, right? Like, you know, social media is essentially one big CRM system. Why is there not a tool set to actually leverage it in that way? And that's what we set out to do. And so in, at the end of 2012, we started building out as an R&D project. In 2013, we spun out Socedo. We joined Techstars up here in Seattle and have kind of been off to the races since then. And where are you today, January 2017? How much, uh, or sorry, how many customers are actively paying you per month? We've got about 200 paying customers today. Okay. And then in terms of capital raise, you mentioned Techstars. How much total capital have you raised? So we've raised about 1.5 million to date okay. and uh, have, have you know kind of been extremely capital efficient, right? So 200 customers, we grew revenue about 3x in 2016 and, and are growing quickly into 2017 as well. Yeah. Is it fair to say, can I take 200 customers times an average of a thousand bucks per month and assume you're doing somewhere around 200 grand per month, but you're pulling a lot of that forward with six and 12 month contracts? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we've got some big customers as well. Right. And, and some customers are paying all the way up to half a million, you know, a year and then smaller customers uh, as well. But our, our kind of, you know, real March has been upstream. Right. We kind of started a little bit more in the small business segment uh, and have, have really kind of been working with much larger and larger clients as we get connected into their CRM and marketing automation systems uh, to really kind of provide that core uh, advantage across their entire demand generation platform. Mm -hmm. And what is, you mentioned you grew 3x in terms of revenue in 2016. What was total revenue in 2016? So, you know, we don't, we don't kind of publicly give those numbers, but you're kind of calculating it correctly, you know, based on, uh, on, you know, kind of average number of customers and ARPU. Um, and so, you know, kind of quickly growing into a, you know, a pretty mature company over here. We've got about 25 people in Seattle at this point. Fair to say, I'm just, I'm just literally taking MR and kind of guessing last year. Fair to say you did somewhere between 1.5 and 2.5 million. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, what's your goal for 2017? You want a three X, one X, two X. What do you think you'll do? So, you know, it's, it's an interesting kind of topic and conversation. Um, right now we're actually looking at it and saying, Hey, we're going to slow down growth a little bit in 2017 and, and really kind of target to do a two X in 2017 yep. while we focus on taking the customers that we have today and really becoming more and more core with them. And so the, the, the concept here is, Hey, we don't need to grow a ton in terms of customers. But we want to make sure that we're really sticky and core with our current customers, get those average deal sizes up, provide more volumes, and really get kind of the product, the customer success, the onboarding, the implementation, all to a place where then in 2018, we're ready to really grow fast, start to 3x again, and, and really press on the gas pedal. So that's kind of how we look at 2017 is that, and, and you're kind of seeing this in the market all up, right, is that it's, it's not necessarily about growth at all costs. We want to focus on the fundamentals, focus on our relationship with customers, really get core, really get sticky, and then press on the gas when we're, when we're ready. What's, what's your current team size? Team size? Yeah. 25. 25 here in Seattle. All in Seattle. That's correct. Very cool. Okay, so 25 in uh, Seattle. And when did you, uh, I assume, with $1.5 raised, I mean, I don't know, was that just a seed round or did it, was it also a Series A? 
That was just the seed round. That was just okay. the seed okay. round. So a little bit of convertible notes that kind of converted into that round. And then uh, our our venture uh, capital partners with uh, Divergent and Vulcan Capital. Did they did they value the company? Was it an equity round or no? It was an equity round. Yeah, it was. Okay, good. So you had what some amount of seed before, and then you raised what a one one million something series. You know, you know, Series A ish with and it was equity an equity round. Exactly. So it was a seed round. It was a five hundred k that converted off the convertible notes, and then a million uh, in new capital uh, last uh, last December. Last December. So that would have been what, like a month ago or thirteen months ago? About a year ago. About okay. a year ago. So right now you're you're either uh, you're either uh, raising more capital or you're in acquisition talks. Which one is it? So you know the nice thing is that revenue growth for us has gotten us to a point where we're almost cash flow positive. Um, and so that's kind of the, the game plan, right? Is get cash flow positive, really focus on getting core with our customers here in 2017, and then take on some new capital when we're ready to really step on the gas and, and scale, right? I mean, there's no point in going and doing a $5 million Series A if we can't make use of that capital very quickly. Uh, so the nice thing is that we've got the revenue growth, you know, we're kind of getting to that point where we're cash flow positive. And, uh, and that's going to give us a lot of optionality this year. So with top line around 200 grand per month, you, you, what you're saying is your expenses are somewhere just just a little bit above that. You're almost break even. Exactly. Very, exactly. very cool. And you talked about kind of using money, right? And knowing how to use money when you raise it or when you reinvest revenue. Where are you putting money right now to drive new customers? So, you know, one of the nice things about what we do is that we are a demand generation system. So we don't actually spend a lot of money on marketing. We really kind of drink our own champagne and all of the leads that are coming in are really kind of coming from our own system. And then we process them through Marketo to our SDR team and over to our AEs. So we've got about you know five AEs on the team, two SDRs. and executives, guys, and sales development reps. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And then, uh, and then three on the marketing team. That's basically kind of all we need on the sales and marketing side. Uh, and then we'll invest a little bit more on the product side, on the engineering side. Uh, and then our customer success team is, is really kind of where the focus will be this year. A lot of folks kind of in this space, it's, it seems like a very ancestral space to me. There's usually a dev team as some combination of your own kind of web scrapers and your own data sources. And then to check your own data sources, typically folks buy API access to full contact, Clearbit, a bunch of other ones. Uh, which, which ones do you think are the most accurate in terms of the data they provide? You know, it's it's funny because we use a lot of different providers and everybody is kind of accurate in their own right, right? And it's like for, for us, it's like, it's just totally about match rates. It's like, hey, can we, can we combine different pipes to get to higher match rates, to get to higher accuracy? Um, I what's think, accurate? You, what, what's matching? What do you mean by that? So, so, you know, so, so let's say going from a Twitter profile to a LinkedIn profile, to an email address, to a phone number, to company revenue, to technology behind that company, all of those different data points might come from a different provider. Yep. Our goal is to get those match rates as high as possible and make sure that we, when we are getting a, a piece of data that it's accurate. Yep. Uh, so it, to us, it's a little bit of, hey, how do we combine these different data providers to then get to a, a as high match rate and accuracy rate for the, you know, the data that we're providing to our clientele. Do you guarantee a, 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 an accuracy rate? We don't guarantee an accuracy rate, but our accuracy rates are pretty high. So we normally see accuracy of about 90% when we're going from a Twitter account to a LinkedIn account match. 
And then from email address, you kind of get to accuracy rates around 80%, which is kind of industry standard. So that's literally uh, like if I pay you and you give me a list of a thousand leads and I email them all, I'm going to get 800 of them that don't bounce. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very exactly. cool. Um, who do you so so name a few of those real quick? Did I, I mean full contact, Clearbit? What other ones are you are you are you you know connected to their APIs? Exactly. So full contact is one of them. Clearbit is one that we use, uh, and then we look at you know providers like Cellhack and others, and then we connect right into the social media feeds as well. So right into the Twitter APIs, and really where our differentiation is is taking all of that kind of huge amount of behavioral data that comes in from these social networks, crunching that, associating it to the right contacts, and providing the information in a usable way to our customers. Mm -hmm. So really where our unique advantage and our unique data set comes in, which provides kind of the, the inputs and the training data for our machine learning algorithms, is social data, behavioral and intent data combined with kind of B2B conversion data. So which of these leads are actually clicking, actually engaging, actually converting on the websites, making it to a form fill, an MQL stage, an opportunity What's an MQL stage? stage? Most qualified lead? A marketing qualified lead. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so that would be kind of a defined score that is being calculated automatically to say that this lead is actually qualified and is ready to go off to sales. Makes sense. Uh, and then we also look at closed revenue, closed deals, right? And so that's where, that's where our unique data is really coming in is combining those two data sets. So as a B2B marketer, you know that, Hey, if my prospects are showing this sort of behavior, this sort of intent, we've got a much better chance at converting them on a shorter sales cycle with higher engagement rates. And that's where we should put our time and energy by, by you know, putting them through kind of a unique content flow. What data source, uh, has, the most, use, what data source has the most accurate uh, revenue information or revenue guesses per, per leader, per customer, per business? Yeah, so the, the revenue that we get, the revenue numbers are actual revenue numbers coming from a system like Marketo or Salesforce. So that's coming directly from our clients. When they close the revenue, we know about that. We can close the no, loop no, no, no. back I to meant, the I meant, I meant, sorry. I meant like if I'm a customer of you of and and you're giving me a list of leads, will you mm -hmm. tell me the the you know the marketing budget of each lead? Like, do do you have that kind of data or no? No. So we don't have the marketing budget of each lead. What we'll tell you is you know, hey, this person is going to this event. They're researching this topic they're much more likely to convert, spend your time and energy on these prospects. Got it. Okay. So you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have the revenue numbers of, of businesses that you're giving to your customers as leads. Correct. I mean, we have, we have things like company size, which is a pretty good reflection of a, of revenue. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, for us, we, it's not necessarily about, Hey, what's this company's revenue or budget, right? Our customers kind of already know what those numbers are for their target accounts. It's more about when is the right time to reach out to prospects within those accounts that we would be going after. Got it. Makes good sense. Uh, real quick, a few other questions before we wrap up. Uh, gross customer churn monthly. What is it? So our gross customer churn monthly is around 2%. So not bad. And, and what about net, uh, net, negative, uh, ne uh, net negative revenue churn? Is that, have you guys hit that spot yet? We are. Yes, exactly. So we see greater upgrades than churn on a monthly basis. That's great. Congratulations. Um, CAC, what do you pay to acquire a new customer? 
we pay around $6,000 to acquire a customer. Okay. And, and this is obviously probably extrapolating data in Excel sheets, but what do you assume lifetime value is of a customer? We look at lifetime value today is around 20K. Okay. Got it. And that's you're just multiplying churn times ARPU and going from there, right? Exactly. Awesome. Very cool. Okay, good. So that was super, super helpful. Folks, we'll link to uh, this data in Asim's show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 583. Asim, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Let's go with the classic Crossing the Chasm. Number, that's Jeffrey Moore. Uh, Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I think that Aaron Levy at Box is uh, is just a fantastic guy. You know, a young guy in the enterprise space doing great things and uh, and one to follow. Number three is there besides your own? Is there a favorite online tool you have like Acuity Scheduling? Ah, uh, that's a good question. You know, we are using. I'll give a I'll give a shout out to Yesware on our sales team. It, you know, it seems like that's a it's it's providing a ton of scale to our SDRs and our AEs, and and uh, you know, I think that using tools like that are going to help your sales team scale. Guys, and if you want to learn more from the Yesware CEO Matt Bellows, you can go to nathanlacka.com forward slash the top one seven two. They broke about. Uh, 16 million in revenue last year. Goal is 30 million this year. Uh, so they're they're on a they're on a tear. Uh, seem uh, they're I mean they're really killing it. So you guys are liking them. Indeed. Awesome. Indeed. Number four. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, single. Well, girlfriend, not married, no kids. Uh, living here in Seattle. Got. And how old are you? 28. All right. Last question. Take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I think I think it's all about hey, can you prioritize relationships more than you do? Right? I think as a 20-year-old as an entrepreneur, a lot of us go right to build 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 build, right? Sit in the office, research, get stuff done. Uh, and I think what you learn as you get older is that, man, relationships and spending your time there, that's going to get you most of the way. So, uh, spend more time out of the office, meet people, have drinks, have lunch. I think that's the advice I'd give. Top Tribe, there you have it from Asim, founder of Sosedo, founded or Sosedo founded back in 2013. Team of about 25 people based out there in Seattle, helping you get more accurate contact data from a variety of sources, combined with their own dev team uh, and their own kind of uh, web scrapers and systems they use to qualify and match that data. Serving over 200 customers, uh, did about one somewhere between 1.5 and 2.5 million bucks in revenue in 2016, doing monthly recurring revenue around 200 grand today, 2% gross customer Customer churn monthly. They are in the net negative churn range, meaning meaning they are getting more upsells than uh, churn total. CAC, what they're willing to spend on a new customer, about six grand. That customer is worth about 20 grand total. Again, raised about 1.5 million bucks in venture capital. Uh, the last 1 million coming about 13 months ago. They are on a tear. Asim, thanks for making time and taking us to the top. Absolutely. Love it, Nathan. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, go back and listen to Calvin yesterday. He's the CEO of Simplero. It's a SaaS company with two people. They're doing over a million bucks per year and it's bootstrapped. He's totally happy and he's printing money. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. 
go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.